Please pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the whirlwind. Our Old Testament lesson this morning skips ahead 15 chapters in the tale of Job from what we heard last week. 15 chapters of Job and his so-called comforters going back and forth on a question that has frustrated humanity from the beginning. Why do bad things happen to good people? Now, for Job's comforters, the answer is simple. Bad things don't happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. And Job doesn't disagree in principle, just in his particular case. He insists that he is not a bad person, and that therefore he has been treated unjustly. Now, we would not be wrong if at this point we thought maybe Job should take a step back and consider himself... He can't be, and by his growing angry arrogance, he clearly is not a perfect person. Job has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God like the rest of us. We are all, in one way or another, bad people. No one, not even Job, can claim some sort of immunity from sanction or from misfortune or from tragedy. However... If we were at this point to speak up among Job's comforters, we would still be agreeing with them in principle that bad things happen to bad people. It's just that we're all bad people, so how can we complain? We would with them be envisioning a cosmos of some kind of simple karmic balance where everything that happens happens because people were good or bad where we, with an arrogance that outstrips Job, put ourselves at the center of the universe and say that what we do determines the events of history. What we do is what God and all things are primarily concerned with. We would, with them, be darkening counsel by words without knowledge. And then the Lord spoke to Job out of the whirlwind. And isn't this just what Job wanted? Hasn't he been going on about how he wants God to come and hear his case and answer his questions? But when God finally shows up, it's not to hear and to answer. It's to speak and to ask. And so for four long chapters, which we just got a sample of today... God peppers Job with questions. Job has insisted that he can contend with the Lord God, but from the first, it's obvious that God and Job are not functioning at the same level. Tell me, Job, the Lord God asks, without a little bit of divine sarcasm, what were you up to when I laid the foundations of the earth? You think we can talk man to man and hammer out an agreement? Well, what about my agreement with the sea or with the clouds to stay or go as I see fit? 
And the morning, Job, does the morning show up when you want it to? Can you bind the stars or release the wind? Can you even tell the little birds where to fly? Job's answer that he gets from God is hardly satisfying. The answer to the question, why have these bad things happen? Why do bad things happen? If there is one, it's simply that we cannot understand it any more than we could send forth the lightning or pour out the rain. And if we're honest, we all knew that by experience. We all know that when we are suffering or in pain, whether it's because we've stubbed our toe or because we've gone through some great tragedy, when we are suffering and in pain, answers and explanations, no matter how much we may furiously demand them, are never satisfying. We know how hollow that the trite little things that we say to each other and to ourselves in those times, how hollow they ring in the midst of suffering. We may, with Job and our fist raised to heaven, shout it out. But why do bad things happen is not a question that we can get an answer to. And yet, the Lord answers Job out of the whirlwind. This Lord, who can, without seemingly very much effort, do all these unfathomable things, nevertheless does take note of Job's complaint. He does answer Job. He just doesn't answer the question that Job was asking. He doesn't answer why bad things happen, but he answers the more important question. What has God done about it? The Lord God comes down in the midst of Job's suffering and is there with him. And yes, his words are at best some tough love in these passages. But it's his presence that's the answer. And it's the only answer that comforts Job. What God has done about bad things, about suffering and pain, is that he has entered into our suffering with us, is that he has shared our pain alongside us, that he has come to drink the cup that we have to drink and to be baptized with our baptism. This God, even though he is the one that all things obey, has come to learn obedience through suffering and so be made the perfect source of eternal salvation. The Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and the answer was Jesus. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.